Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. I'm Lisa Chanu. And today, if you have been following astrology, you are absolutely sure to have encountered our special guest's work. She is the resident astrologer for the Today Show and Teen Vogue, but she's also been featured in just about anything that you can think of, Cosmo, Refinery29. I think her hottest credit, though, is possibly coining the term retro shade in pop culture. I mean, how do we get this on a plaque for her? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Also the author of the astrology tarot deck. uh, Give it up for our guest, Lisa Stardust. Hi, it's so nice to be here. I'm such a big fan of the podcast. Thank you. Wow. I'm excited (laughs) to, you know, get get this party started today. Yes. (laughs) I feel like this is one that's been in a long time in the works. We're like in the, you know. Mm -hmm. And speaking of parties, somebody gave me your deck for my bachelorette and I absolutely love it. And I want to say before, because I think I've mentioned it on a previous episode, but whoever's idea, I assume it was you to make the little sheet a circle um, the little info sheet. And it's like, where did I put it? I just had it. I'll show it at some point. In the- my idea. It's genius <laughs> and it makes so much sense and people need to see their charts that way. Here it is. It's like, it just makes so much more sense. Why isn't every deck having a mm. like little yes. wheel Circular guide. that folds into, it like shows you all the, ha- it's, it's genius. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say that really quick. <laughs> yeah, the original, the OG artwork you know for that was done by me on a cocktail napkin and I have the handwriting illegible handwriting my mom hates it she always yells at me since I was a child and everyone was like I can't understand what you're saying and it was it's that was probably I think the most extensive part of the deck was getting that chart organized for the artist to create that's so cool. I love that. The best thing start on a cocktail napkin is also totally. something I've yeah. uncovered in life. Just bar scribblings always lead to just bigger, bigger inventions. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was at a bar in Manhattan in New York City, and there was this random book, and I was really into it that night. And I said, I wrote in the book, if you're my soulmate, you know, call, text me at this number because, you know, when you're 24 years old, that seems like a really smart thing to do. (laughs) A lot of people messaged me. And one time I got a message from this person and they said, hi, I'm in a relationship, but I want you to come to this party because there are going to be a lot of people there you should meet, you know, if you're looking for love. But of course, I declined because I didn't want to get murdered. So, you know, <laughs> yes, my, my intuitive nature told me to stay home that night. But yeah, You're like, I want to get was, laid, but not the that age. <laughs> it was like the age old struggle of being a woman. Do you want to yeah. do you want to meet your soulmate or do you want to get murdered? <laughs> exactly. It's like, I think, I think I'm going to stay home and watch the breakfast club, you know, yeah. and my ex, you know. 
I feel like I need to disclose that you're a Libra rising after just this initial <laughs> chat of design and these like fate things and relationships. And um, I just love this equivalent of you writing your number basically on a bathroom stall, but it is way more romantic in a book at a bar. I should, I should yes. say. So do you, do you relate to Libra rising in your, like, I guess what's your feelings being a Libra rising chart person? Well, um, relationships are really important to me and I really like to build relationships and nurture and care for them. My Venus is in cancer, but it's retrograde. Ah. So oh. I always jump into relationships before I decide whether or not I like the person and just, you know, ready to couple mm. and to, you know, be someone's friend if I connect with them. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think for me, the hardest part about being a Libra rising is that I don't take my own love advice. I'm really good at giving romantic love and romantic <laughs> advice, but I never take it, you know, for myself. But, you know, those mm -hmm. who do, th those who teach can't do, you know, what's that expression? Yeah. yeah. Those who don't yeah. do, teach. Well, those who can't teach, teach gym, I think was yes. from Mean Girls. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think there's something about as a fellow Libra rising, um, uh, I don't know what degree you are at, but I'm at, I'm at like pretty close to zero. So I'm Aquarius in the fifth house. And I think that there is something about and that like cancer on the on the MC. And there is something about almost like a neutral state of relationship where it's not necessarily like person to person. It is like being a receptacle for relationships in general and like being a good capital F friend, being a good capital P partner. And also this kind of like universal energy too with that Aquarian fifth house where it's like, this isn't for my own personal, this is like for the collective, like teaching of relationships. This is for relationships as like a theoretical, philosophical, conceptual kind of thing. Not necessarily because I like enjoy people do you relate to that well, <laughs> not that I don't enjoy people as well but there is something to me where it's like it is about the like uh again like conceptual philosophical kind of idea of of being a good friend or partner or co-worker whatever whatever it is well I have to say my south nodes in my fifth house my north nodes mm. in my so for me, you know, I have like, for me, it's like, I have my group of people that I'm really, really close with. Mm -hmm. And yes, I do really like to be a good friend. I really like to be there for people. I mean, I care about people, even if I get frustrated in the moment, which, you know, I have a Sagittarius moon. I was born, I was born in an exact full moon in Sagittarius. Yeah. So sometimes I get a little bit frustrated if people you know, aren't listening to what I'm saying just yeah. because of the way my chart is. Um, but, you know, I really do really have a lot of compassion and empathy for people who are my good friends and people who aren't. So even if I'm upset with someone, I always lead, lead with love and I try to be, you know, higher minded about it. I mean, we all can be messy once in a while and we all say things that we don't mean or things in the heat of the moment you know no one's perfect but you know I really allow people to have those moments with me as well and I don't really hold it against them so I think the thing about 
you know, with the Libra rising and Venus and Cancer in the 10th house is that it's really kind of made me more like emotionally connected to the work that I do. Mm-hmm. And I've always had jobs where I wanted to help the public, whether it be by feeding them or clothing them or giving them advice or just listening to people. Yeah. Oh, that's so like, I just already feel like I'm also cancer rising Mars. I'm like, I feel so comforted just hearing that. Like, (laughs) it's like a grace in space. I think that we talk about a lot and especially even too now with so much like therapy speak or like wanting to speak correctly that people don't always aren't always speaking from the heart, which can be wrong and messy. And like, just giving us the room to fuck up is like a very, I don't, I, that's just like mm-hmm. what I heard and what you're sharing. Well, I always say, you know, it's never my expression. I just had a conversation with my mom because, you know, we are going into eclipse season and my mom yes. is getting hit really hard by this eclipse because of her chart. And she got into a bunch of arguments that she started with people. And (laughs) defining, she started them. (laughs) He was like, I don't know why I just had to say it. I was like, that's that's so unlike my mom's a Pisces. So it's so Mm -hmm. unlike her to just, you know, be really like direct and confrontational and assertive sometimes. But um, what I always, what I said to her, something that I usually say to a lot of people, it's never too late to do the right thing. And if you feel that, you know, you owe someone an apology or if you're going to be in a stubborn place and say, well, it's their fault. They did this, they did that. But also maybe, you know, you have to look at it from a different perspective. And, you know, as a Gemini, I see your, I always see my part in a bad situation or any situation and I own it and I apologize for it. And I always say to everyone, you know, it's never too late to do the right thing. You know, even if it's tomorrow, a year from now or five years, if you're still harboring the feeling towards it, you know, reach out, test the water, say what you have to say, and then you can have your peace. Sometimes people want to hear it. Sometimes they don't. And the most important takeaway is that it's off your shoulders and you're putting it out there into the universe. The Gemini and the Libra rising. Well, we pulled a card before you got on and it was the Libra card. So we, we just read your little um your little paragraph about not little, I don't know why. Um, your wonderful paragraph about Libras. But I think one of the things that Gemini and Libra we always talk about having in common is like the dual nature and like I think what you're talking about, it not being too late to do the right thing too, is so like both self-aware and aware of the world if that makes sense and I just think about like a lot of vision boards that I make have a lot of those like words on them words that I think you even I don't know if you said but it sounded like humility and grace and like things like that that I think we all shoot for and the fact that it takes some kind of self-awareness and general presence to accomplish those things I think is really valid yeah and I mean we all have our moments and no one's perfect. And I always sort of, you know, when I listen to my friends and I listen to things that go on with them and even my clients, you know, I think that it's really important, first of all, to comfort people because mm-hmm. when people are experiencing whatever they're going through. It's really, you know, everyone wants that sort of assurance. And for me, 
you know, when I went back to therapy with my, and I started with a new therapist, she actually, you know, gave me a lot of comfort and assurance. And it felt really nice to have someone on my side, someone who listens to me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I always try to emulate what she taught me. What was Mm -hmm. her sign? She is a Sagittarius, so obviously comforting that moon energy for you right there that's so oh i love that wait hang on because it is a this episode will be coming out after our first eclipse eclipse, but we'll still be in the season we'll be in the port we'll be in the in the days between uh thoughts what should we like i feel like eclipses when they come up and we do like new moon and full moon episodes on our Patreon where we talk about them more. And But when it's eclipse time, when it comes up, there is so much like, well, this could be times of start and times of end, but so many, so much of that can come from left field or themes of the past or maybe previous eclipse cycles, like the, the reversals or whatnot. I'm just curious as we're switching from this Taurus Scorpio energy with the eclipses to Aries Libra, which we've already had a little taste of in in the spring. Um, yeah, just vibe check. Like, what are you, what are you, what's your thoughts? Maybe how we might feel that individually, collectively, is that is that even a thing? Uh, yeah, eclipse musings while we're in this eclipsey time. Well, eclipses were one of the first things that I began to be infatuated with in astrology, and. You know, just because if you can go back in your life, you're always going to see patterns that happen during eclipses. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a little hack to know what's kind of going to go on in your chart during an eclipse. You're going to look to where your natal north and south node are in your birth chart. Mm-hmm. What houses, what sign? Then you're going to look to the look the transiting na- transiting north and south node and plug that into your chart and then get it and then add the eclipses into your chart too Mm -hmm. so you know for me this eclipse coming up on the 28th is going to be in my eighth house so you know every time I have an eclipse in the eighth house it's all about um you know really like rebirth like regeneration you know and Mm -hmm. also I am kind of mourning the death of my grandmother who passed away, which would be like a very eighth house thing because it's uncovering all of these feelings that I never know that I had. I mean, I always knew I had them, but how deep they were because, you know, when you're have someone in your life for so long, you know, you never say all the things that you need to say, you know, when you're in the moment. So um, it sort of unlocked all of these emotions this summer for me. So um. I think that the eclipse that's happening this weekend, the solar eclipse in Libra, we're also dealing with that conjunction or close alignment between Venus and Black Moon Lilith in Virgo. So we are going to see a lot of people kind of wanting to break out of a rut, break free, um, really assert their feelings. I always say solar eclipses, every new beginning comes from another beginning's end. If you can name that song from the 90s, you get golden stars now. (laughs) (laughs) And then the solar, sorry, the lunar eclipse coming up in Taurus basically is going to be more or less about how we connect with others and our relationships. Do we feel valued? Is it worth the effort and the work? 
the same day, I believe we have an opposition between Mars and Jupiter and Jupiter's mm-hmm. in Taurus. So we're really going to be feeling mm-hmm. that energy on like a whole extreme level. But more or less, eclipses bring matters to light. Yeah. Um, if there's something in your life that you are lacking or want to add, it's a really good time to understand that if some you're being shady or you're doing something bad you might get caught you know <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do anything bad during eclipse season I would try to be good and quiet fights <laughs> and arguments can escalate a lot of the times people really think that it's now or never during eclipses and they yeah. have to in that moment they have to propose to someone you know they have to determine the relationship but I think that I always say to people, maybe you should just think about what you want, ride the waves, and then go back to your original thought. Because eclipses have a tendency of adding a lot of energy to us that kind of can make us anxious or paranoid or act erratically. Mm-hmm. Well, I like what you said about uh, things coming to light. Um, I think a lot of people, well, we see a lot on, you know, TikTok and Instagram and all kinds of social media stuff of people that maybe are a little bit less practiced or a little more risky in astrology, recommending kind of manifestation rituals. And we know that's not really like top of the list for eclipses. Um, what kind of like other activities, what kind of like journaling or things do you think can be helpful in this time rather than going through the kind of calling in and the, on shaky ground? What are like some other types of things that we can do that are maybe more internal? I mean, I want to tackle this manifestation thing because I have seen both, I have listened to both sides of this argument. And I think that I fall in the middle because. By nature, when you think of something and you put the idea into your head, that is manifestation. Mm-hmm. You're setting mm-hmm. it into. So when people say don't manifest anything during eclipses, I'm kind of like, but if you have a brain, you are thinking. So <laughs> yeah, are you telling um, us we're always manifesting if we're thinking of the things <laughs> that we want? <laughs> thing we're always manifesting yeah. it. You know, um, I think that you know to do the ritual I wouldn't say do the ritual to manifest Mm. you know what I mean I wouldn't say like Mm. that the intention like do all the work that's involved I wouldn't suggest starting it um but I always say during eclipses it's really good to take a step back get some rest get a massage focus on self-care take a moon bath you know like make moon water charge your tarot decks or cleanse your crystals um I always say it's just a really good time to focus on healing yourself internally but I always tend to take that approach with a lot of these lunar phases especially Mm -hmm. the full moons because full moons are really a restorative time to really tap into your intuition and to yourself so Mm -hmm. I you know I think that during eclipses it's really good to just do something nice for yourself. You know, there's going to be a lot of energy. You might not feel the best and you might, you know, want to just treat yourself to like a really good meal or 
hang out with some friends and watch Hocus Pocus, you know, yes. do, some, mm-hmm. do something chill. Wait, I can't believe, sorry, I just can't believe that we have a Libra rising on recorded record saying, I'm in the middle on, <laughs> on this if topic. You can believe. <laughs> I also feel that people do have different magical practices and yeah. mm-hmm. totally practices don't really adhere to eclipses or the phases of the moon so yeah. sometimes I love that. they use the days of the week or sometimes it just doesn't matter yeah I love that answer too because like sometimes you know and we've been doing this podcast for five years I'm, I'm not gonna say like all of my magic candles you know everything but it's like sometimes I have an intention candle and I'm like it's still not burning like what do I not light it today or what do I not like it's not like done mm-hmm. yet and I want to I want a little extra glow in my house and stuff and I don't think people need to be afraid of like things that you've already set in motion and all of that mm-hmm. kind of thing things that you're already working with and yes of course like it's a day you might be a little keyed up and like you might not get great sleep you might need an extra coffee like you're saying you might need to go get a massage or like treat yourself to breakfast mm-hmm. you might need some black salt at your house yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah for sure mm-hmm. well I think there's so much to be said about truly like the physical and I think you know everyone's gonna feel it differently but that's something that I really notice about the eclipses is just going like oh like the week leading up I do notice my sleep is different I do notice that the energy is more like palpable and electric no matter what sign this is happening in. And I think your, your note about taking care of yourself, doing something nice for yourself is um, like is magic and is ritual in and of itself, because that's not always easy for us to do, especially when we live in such a culture that wants us to go, go, go and do, do something, fix something when you feel that kind of energy and go, Oh, something must be wrong. This must be something that I have to like, uh, fight against or do something I'm tired well there's no time to be tired go like keep keep doing the thing instead of doing something like taking a bath getting a massage and I think that that also can be as like revelatory as uh having a fight or popping off or something like that noticing like oh this is different energy that I need to that I can both that still is like harnessing the energy if that makes sense and it manifests yeah. in your physical body i mean a massage yeah. like sometimes you're like oh i have been tense in that shoulder for a week and that's why i'm always like, mm-hmm. like you know, yes fighty yes or whatever and have. is that not also like bringing to light you know things in your in your life or whatever all of that sometimes it's like oh that's not the i can't be i can't be the direct conduit in the in a conscious way but my body is telling me oh this thing is a problem or this oh I've been holding on to a lot oh this is how I've been existing in the world that maybe I wasn't aware of Mm -hmm. I mean that's why I am a very big advocate of self-care because I think a lot of the times we don't give ourselves enough attention and we always give to others you know and I think that it's really important to carve out some time in the week whether it's just by sleeping or just spending the day watching movies or you know just you know taking a walk or a hike by yourself in which you can really give yourself a lot of TLC I use TLC a lot in the work that I do because a lot of people don't give themselves TLC and it's Mm -hmm. really important because 
you know, at the end of the day, you're the, you're the most important person in your life. And it's really important to, you know, harbor the relationship and the kindness you give to yourself. And um, you're such a cancer I, Venus rule person. <laughs> it's like astounding. I'm loving it. I, what's your Mercury? Gemini, but actually the, the kindest thing someone said to me one time was, that I'm too hard. I have this Virgo stellium, so I'm really uh, hard, and I really take the responsibility of a lot that I don't mm-hmm. need to. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was a child, um, and I take on like the responsibility, and I take on, you know, the weight of people's problems for them, and I get really, you know, I really care for people, and I have a lot of patience, and until I don't. Sagittarius man but um you know like this person told me that I really need to start being more gentle on myself because I'm too harsh on myself and a lot of us are and Mm -hmm. I think that you know when I listen to clients and friends and people complain about relationships and they say why doesn't this person want to be with me and I always you know I look at the chart, the horror chart. I look at the tarot cards and I'm like, it's not you, it's them, you know, mm-hmm. like, but we all do that a lot of the times. And I really wish that we wouldn't because I think that, you know, people just project a lot of nonsense onto us and we don't need mm-hmm. to take on being hard on yourself. Like it, it beats down your confidence in a lot of ways. And I feel like when you have those moments, when you're not feeling confident, it, like it affects like the way you stand it affects your physical body it affects like I feel like it's a shock roll almost like where it's like oh you're like protecting and and going inward and like I it there's so much you have so much more to show and give well and it's like it's never the advice that you ever give anyone else is like maybe maybe very rarely but are you ever like you should be harder on yourself about this like accountability for anything you know and I'm like they need to take accountability you know because Mm -hmm. I'm always the first to like jump in and take accountability for things that I didn't even do you know Mm -hmm. so I'm like you know when I was when I was a child I think like one time my sister spilled orange juice on the floor and my mom was like who did that and I was like I did it and I didn't do it and I got you know like I got in trouble (laughs) for not cleaning it up and you know Mm. I'm always like the first to be like I did it but I also think that you know there's a fine line within doing that too I also you know like I you know Venus and Cancer like I protect the people I care about you know and you know whenever I'm in my own mood I like to be in my own cocoon you know and just Mm -hmm. feel my feels yeah <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's like protective and also yeah. like a I think with Aries descendant too is that self sac like I think on that flip for others can be that self sacrifice which can be like really like Romeo and Juliet like romantic poetic but then also self sacrifice sometimes too mm-hmm. and I think I think it comes up a lot in charts especially with Cancers and Leos I think it's like a luminary sun and moon thing is like we are like growing into our chart as time goes on too, like some of those themes of cancer energy or Libra energy or whatever it is might be foreign, you know, when you're younger, cause you're going to puberty and like establishing ego and also maybe then f- going into magic. I was, I was curious cause I read 
on like your bio about like coming from like a mystical family. Mm-hmm. I always like love an origin story, also cancer placements. Like when when did like astro- how did astrology start for you? And I'm always curious too, like were you on like another path, like studying something, or was it always astro and magic? Like where how did we get here? So growing up, I just want to preface by saying that my I was kind of I just wrote an article about the 25th anniversary of practical magic. Uh, we'll get that in my story because that's happening on um but I kind of I was born into a kind of magical family my dad comes from a long line of Kabbalists there's actually a book written about my family um that my dad has about you know because Mm -hmm. we like I think Rashi was one of my ancestors and then or a direct line of King David. I mean, I'm Princess Lisa. That's the joke in the family. It's not <laughs> that I would be a princess. But it's always a joke, you know, because I'm doesn't like, sound like a joke to me. I'm here and <laughs> I'm like, that's how my Libra rising needs to live. That's my joke with all my friends. <laughs> yes. But it's not true. I wouldn't be a princess, but I always like to joke about it. Um <laughs> so um my dad actually he um, is a Kabbalistic healer on top of the work that he does outside of that. But um, my dad's mother is from Cuba and she would always do these little rituals and spells. And I never knew what she was doing. I just thought, oh, like you do a Olympia, like that's an mm-hmm. egg Like, okay, like that just seemed normal to me. And she was really into Walter Mercado and uh, her tagline. Yes everything would be I'm a Leo drop mic that's how she would end every argument I'm a Leo after all you know so, oh my god drop mic and scene and um on my mother's side my great-grandmother she used to read tarot cards in the lower east side during the great depression so but wow. she would be playing Ooh. cards because she couldn't afford tarot cards because that was like a luxury um so I grew up sort of in this kind of like witchy family and my dad would always take me to look at the crystal exhibits you know at the museum of natural history that was our thing and we would collect crystals I wanted to be a gemologist when I was a child because Uh. I loved stones and crystals and we had like all of these books on it that my dad would get me and my mom was really, my mom like loves a good psychic. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember she had a psychic that she would call in Salem once a month. And that was like growing up, that was her time. And she would sit in the dark and light candles and get her wow. reading. So I always mm-hmm. had, you know, an understanding and fascination. And there was this local store in my neighborhood down an alleyway, a cobblestone alleyway called Pastimes. And they had three black cats that would always run in the alleyway and the store smells of patchouli and they had chimes in the alleyway and I would always go in there and my parents would take me you know or I spend my allowance there on the weekends with friends but I always was very much into astrology and it wasn't until my Saturn return where I became engrossed in in the topic where I thought like, wow, like I'm really passionate about this. This is something that I really 
you know I'm meant to do mm-hmm. but it's it's interesting because my dad got my chart read for me when I was a child and I must have been like a few years old and he forgot the birth time so mm. I always thought I had a Virgo rising and mm. I went through life and then when I found that I had a Libra rising because I ordered my birth certificate from the Department of Vital Records I was like I don't even know who I am anymore like I <laughs> I'm like, who am I? But I think that everyone who knows me knows that, you know, Libra Rising more fits me just because I I like to dress in monochrome colors, you know. And I always like, you know, I'm very like like my apartment is very Libra, you know. I like things to like always be balanced and I always joke if I had it my way, like my room would be just like one solid color, you know, like Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. you know yeah like I understand her aesthetic in her home I love it mm-hmm. so she's a Libra so and a Sag or she's a Sag rising I think too yeah. I was like, so I feel like you guys have that mutual what I don't color is your aura I'm curious if you have feelings oh, on that Lisa I get my aura picture taken every few months um wow you know the place that's in Chinatown magic um, jewelry they also have a post, they have a store in Flushing, Queens, and the store in Flushing, Queens is 10 times bigger and nicer than the one in um, Chinatown. So, okay, right. shout out, hot tip. I know, I was like, you heard it, right there. you heard it here, folks. Oh, Get your asses to Flushing <laughs> immediately. <laughs> That's like 10 feet tall. I love it. Yes. And they did a raffle for it. And I was like, and I, <laughs> I took my, you know, my friend there and I'm like, what would you do if you won this like 10 foot like amethyst crystal in the rock? Drop to your knees and, and oh cry God. and thank the, oh, the gods. Where would you put it in like your apartment? It was huge. Like, where would you put it in your New York City small apartment? Um, but yeah, so my aura is constantly changing. The first time I had my aura picture taken in the in the year, I had a white ring around my head, a white halo around my head. And on my heart chakra, exactly on my heart, on my heart chakra, it was pink. And then I had indigo and um, lavender and light blue and white. Um, That's my aura. But then a few months later, I got my aura picture taken and it was red primarily oh. but I was I was in a place to change then you know mm-hmm. and red so I was in a place to change and transition and really kind of being something into a place of like assertiveness and creativity like Lord was in her picture that she took with her album that came out um mm-hmm. and I think the next one was like red like all red I got that one taken in Salem, Massachusetts. And then I had my aura picture taken a few months ago. And it was, you know, it was pretty much like white and like, like white and like pink and lavender back to an indigo oh. back. To, so, you know, our, our auras are always changing. Mm-hmm. And that's why we always have to be careful about the people that we connect with because the energy is really contagious and 
we can pick up on their auras and you know that's why I'm constantly you know it's really important to cleanse your energy you know mm. once to do a reset um, uh, what mm-hmm. color would the, the room be if you were Ooh. to would it match yeah. your aura would it be like something where you feel like I know you said whites but like would it be like something where you feel like you get to stand out or would it be just like would there be a Our monochromatic matchy. like millennial pink <laughs> no I love millennial I secretly love millennial pink but oh I do too it's a good shade yeah it's, it's a good shade of pink I guess you know my room right now I painted the walls um like a very 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 light lavender like almost like white gray mm. just because I really like that soothing energy when I'm in my room decompressing I like to feel like I'm underwater you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know it's for Venus it's just mm-hmm. so it's also- so it's also sad. very spiritual like yeah to be, you know that's like very neptunian and accessing a lot of i think kind of 12th housey stuff is very like you know those those lighter underwater colors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lavender is the color for cancer so i guess that's mm. yeah. um sorry i heard something about practical magic and i have to come back to yeah, that we gotta re- <laughs> revisit <Okay. Yeah. laughs> one of the greatest works of all time so growing up um I was like, I used to, you know, hang out at this place called the Witch's Brew on Long Island. And I just went there the other night with my friend, Sarah Potter, who's a terrible. Oh, yeah. Past nice. guest. Past guest. Friend of the pod. Yeah. And, you know, we go there, we, we drink our teas. And when I was growing up, I used to go there all the time with my friends. And, you know, we would just talk about stuff and you know, read tarot cards, talk about astrology. And you know, I went to high school in Manhattan. So we or during gym class, they'd be like, you have to run, run around the reservoir. And I was like, ew, no, I'm not doing that. So we would like run, like we would walk halfway. And then we would, if there was a full moon, like that day, we'd like make a full moon circle and, you know, be bad and like, you know, <laughs> you know, cigarettes and like pretend that we're craft and um we I watched practical magic for the first time and it really kind of allowed me to kind of you know know that it's normal to be like witchy you know yeah because I always had a fear of being judged or people rolling their eyes at me when I would talk about astrology and I always kind of look back at that movie and I'm remember the one of the lessons was you know you should being normal is so boring you should be who you are and be true Mm -hmm. to yourself be true to you know your gifts and your talents and what interests you and if you're open with yourself then people will want to be around you thank you for listening to our free episodes of what's your sign since you're into us we'd love if you'd support us Help support What's Your Sign by going to patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. For about the same price of buying us a cup of coffee that we split three ways, your financial support helps us create this podcast and supporting us on Patreon will get you bonus episodes, access to our Discord, and other great perks. Plus, you will truly have a sense of pride knowing that you have directly contributed to making this podcast possible. If What's Your Sign has improved your life, it's taught you something, it's added value, 
then please consider joining us on Patreon. Even though this is a ton of fun to do, it doesn't mean it's not work. And your contribution really helps make that work possible. We love making this show and we want to keep doing it as much and as often as possible. And we can't do that without your help. Help keep us indie and help keep us putting out the episodes you look forward to every Monday. If now is not the right time to join, no sweat. There's other ways to support us. Follow us on social media at What's Your Sign Podcast on Instagram. Make sure to turn our post notifications on. Check us out on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. And yeah, we're on TikTok at What's Your Sign Podcast. The link to join our Patreon and all the links to our social media accounts are in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. We'll see you over on our Patreon. A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. So, um, since that movie's coming out on so sorry it's the 25th anniversary on monday and i think it's playing at a lot of theaters and i just wrote an essay about it for the today show um it's definitely a movie that i recommend for all baby or adult witches to watch because yeah remind you that it's being true to who you are no matter who you are is what you should be all the time Also, I think mm-hmm. this episode will be out on the anniversary on that Monday. Yeah. So align midnight margaritas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I don't know if this was in your roundup, but I just a practical magic freak. But did you hear about like Barbara Streisand really wanted to buy the house from Practical Magic and then had to be informed it's a set, and everyone was like really disappointed that the house is like it feels like it does exist. Like I feel like I can go pilgrim to there and. Hey, maybe 
you know, the powers that be build the house. Let us all, let us That's all the together. HGTV show I want. I'm Building done. The I'm practical done. Magic yeah. House. I'm, I'm done with all this flipping. I'm done with all of the, <laughs> the renovation. Build me. I want, let's, we could start with practical magic, but also it could be like movie, dream dream movie houses. houses. Yes. yes. Other one, that house or the house from the love witch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so many and also I mean even the Los Feliz Spanish mansion in the craft when she's like moving from San Francisco which I, I, I always thought she moved so far away and it's like it's <laughs> SF babe but <laughs> too rainy same time zone <laughs> same time zone you could literally go there today but that house was just like so her like yeah wild fireplace oh. room like they just don't the, the that house of movies that is- house from the craft i don't think it is the same house but it is like a 90s there's like a 90s spanish style california entryway that's mm-hmm. also like kind of like the 90210 mm-hmm. house kind of yes. this where it's like a the a very tight i feel like this is narratively too where it's like a very tight narrow entryway and then we like open up into the big thing where we can't really see a lot about the people at the beginning but mm-hmm. i mean love oh Wow. Yeah. Required viewing for all, all yeah. the folks. And um, you brought up Saturn return, like getting more into astrology from Saturn. I know you have the Saturn return survival guide book uh, thoughts for Saturn and Pisces. Maybe our people going through it the first time, the second, possibly third, what this means for maybe not us with it natally, but us collectively <laughs> for these next uh, couple of years. Um, so Saturn and Pisces, I always assume, you know, because Pisces is sort of like goes through like its own motions, walks to the beat of its own drum, even though people say that with Aquarius, Mm -hmm. um, to Pisces and, you know, I always say Pisces live in their dreams and their imagination, which is something really beautiful, um, I think I want to put a positive spin on this. I want to say that we're really going to kind of want to make our visions a reality and really work hard to putting them into play. So I think you're going to see a lot of people doing rebrands or doing strange or different alliances just to ensure that they're kind of really putting their dreams into motion. Mm-hmm. I love what's, that. The, what's the negative spin? Of it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Saturn can be a little tricky and a little hard to work with, but you know, I always say that just teaching us the lessons that we need to be learned and need to be learned in life. And without Saturn, you know, we wouldn't have structure. So yeah. maybe it's mm-hmm. more about like restructuring or structuring our mm-hmm. dreams way that they can become mm. you know if we didn't have saturn we wouldn't brush our teeth every day because saturn's all about routine so you know we have to give give the planet some love you know mm-hmm. yeah i got a Necessary. couple people i got a couple people i gotta introduce the saturn to <laughs> <laughs> well i like that you don't have to drag me like that not you not you not you no, no one some here, people no. might just <laughs> yeah. depends on the time of day yeah it's hard I... to brush twice okay i fall asleep <laughs> well, we wouldn't be on time to meet people without saturn you know we wouldn't you know, we would just, they would call Saturn, you know, father time. So 
it'd be chaos without him. Mm -hmm. It'd be just pure Jupiter hedonism without a little bit of like, you know, take your depression. Well, it's, yeah, it's a big it's a big party where there's no like forks to eat the food that you yeah, have. Like, who ordered the like food? The, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where everybody brought napkins. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, I like that about you know taking your dreams seriously, giving some structure to them, and also thinking about what are those things that kind of are like not necessarily negative, but thinking of the things that are like hounding you. What's the thing that keeps keeps coming at you which feels very saturn pisces of like is this a recurring a recurring pressure you've felt to to make this a reality let's do it what's what are you waiting Mm for Mm -hmm. i think about it also in terms of relationships a lot of people who want to be in relationships um we all dream of having our happily ever after so now it's time to find ours and to Mm -hmm. really define what that means for us on a on a soulful and real level Mm -hmm. we get to we get to make the terms of our relationships and I always say to people what goes on behind closed doors is no one's business and I you know it's great to share things that go on but I think that you know Saturn doesn't like to overshare and I think that it's this transit is really going to kind of make us see that the only opinions that matter are our own you know Mm -hmm. listening to what people say Mm -hmm. i like that it also feels very especially with the energy of just life looking out the window and saturn being in in saturn signs these last few years pisces is a real grip loosening and also not like (laughs) what you should do which i think saturn and saturn like a capricorn aquarius can kind of get that vibe where pisces is more like what you feel like doing and i think that that selective we joke that like gatekeeping is for sure coming back it's like maybe i don't need to give away everything to all of you (laughs) well it is that maintaining the space that only you go to for yourself internally Mm -hmm. and we've maintained all of these kind of outer spaces or we've been very you know, I feel like this has been a time where we've been very clear about, uh, you know, not very clear necessarily, but more, more concerned with those kinds of things. But it is like, I don't know, some sub, some subconscious structure, not necessarily like that dis- discipline there. What, what are you doing? Internal health, not physical, but spiritual like that. Mm-hmm. How does it, fe- how does it feel in there? And if it doesn't, again, if there's a bunch of dreams that are unexpressed or if there's a bunch of, you know, if you haven't been in there for a while, it's going to feel unfamiliar, but making mm-hmm. sure that that is being maintained too feels like feels necessary given all of the outward structure stuff that we've been looking at talking about uh, for the past, you know, six years plus. And the tarot, the Saturn and Pisces is represented by the eight of cups. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the eight of cups, it's someone kind of walking away from a situation and focusing on what's in front of them and not what's behind them. So, Julie, was that the card yes. we kept pulling? Up? We, okay. Yes, I was like, All I right. just got eight of cups a bunch of times. And we were, and we, we were, were pulling, we were pulling cards with at the pool at the pool. And we kept pulling getting at it. The pool. We were mm-hmm. pulling at the pool and we were mixing those. Now we were mixing that deck. Different up. decks, too. And different decks. Wow. Right, sorry. So I'm sorry to pop off really, in there. Okay. It's really a calling. <laughs> that card a lot i always say it's always a calling that 
maybe it's time to just walk away from a situation that isn't working. It doesn't mean that you're gone forever. Cause I always say, mm-hmm. you know, nothing's up, nothing ever ends. You know what I mean? It's like, it can start up again, but maybe giving the situation a break and focusing on something else for the time being. Mm-hmm. I don't know the context of the question. So yeah, I, I think just, to provide like even the smallest it's like you're pregnant you're of course you're going to be walking away from stuff (laughs) or something else like (laughs) it's not and it also like that doesn't mean you're giving up your life or you know big major things but it's like little things are going to change your day-to-day routine you're going to have to like uh you know not brush your teeth sometimes yes (laughs) i feel like other people's like bullshit that's not yeah totally Mm -hmm. well and i think there's also important like i'm gonna focus on you know things that are important sorry yes no absolutely i literally said to myself about a situation i give up (laughs) not (laughs) and not like (laughs) not not even in a in a um defeated way in a like you know what i we're this struggle that's happening here is like what not I'm not I'm not doing this anymore I'm like I relinquish the struggle and this can this can happen without me and like well I that's what you said like walking away not forever necessarily but like for now my my hands are out of this remember that episode in sex in the city when a woman's right to shoes I think that's what it's called when her Mm -hmm. friend when she loses her shoes and her friend's like I have like two kids and a job. I don't have time for this, you know? Yes. Like, oh, yes. I forgot all about <laughs> it. And we all were laughing at the episode, but, you know, I get where she was coming from. She lost her shoes, whatever. It was really empowering for her. But, like, that was kind of narcissistic to call someone who's like juggling all of these things about, you know, the shoes, you know, and being like, you should pay for my shoes. It's like, give this woman a break like she has a lot in her hands you know mm-hmm. yeah so. don't come at tatum o'neill like that that mm-hmm. was the guest. i exactly. believe that was the guest star <laughs> i think on the eight of cups too and i think this stepping back to since we're in very great pop culture references right now it reminds me even of the full-on monet of if you step back it's beautiful if you get up close it's a big old mess but with art and i think saturn and pisces i hope ushers in more art and less content and more Mm -hmm. like intention and um you know photos and video I don't know I think we're like the whole language of like what we are making and what we're outputting I I hope shifts because I think part of art is sometimes the best answer is like if you're writing a script it's like well put it away for a month and come Mm -hmm. back and then it's gonna sometimes if you're too with it for so long, you don't even know what you're making anymore. So I think that that might also, that feels very eight of cups in like a very art maker sort of sense. One, well, also of- with Monet, like um, my friend Lynn Molly, who's an amazing comedian, you should follow her, uh, was just at Monet's house at, in Europe and like was taking photos and posting on Instagram. And um, it's so interesting to see kind of the, And obviously it's not like the same as it was or whatever, but like the garden and the things like obviously Mm -hmm. the things that are getting painted and kind of the way that it's done almost makes it a little bit more interesting that that's not like hyper real. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So I just I don't know. I feel like we sometimes we attribute things to being something they're not or whatever, where it's like this this person was like being creative in uh, in a beautiful space like that's something to be admired regardless of 
you know, whether you like the style or whether it's like, it's like you know, living a life of art. Yeah. As well, totally. On top of the art that's being created. Or what about this separating the art from the artist? That's something too mm-hmm. that I think is going to come. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been dealing with this for a really long time with a lot of, you know, people who've been exposed for their secret alliances or yeah. predators in Hollywood. Um, it's like, I think personally that, you know, I think that they're one in the same. So I can't separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. on a personal level because you know but you know that's like a big controversy that a lot of people are you know discussing now I have a I have Pluto in my ascendant too and Libra and my you know my Sag I mean, I'm always kind of fi- trying to find the middle ground but you know I always like if something that I hear about someone upsets me and you know especially this like Danny Masterson thing mm. just just like shift for a second I was like I never liked the 70s show I was like (laughs) first of all he like he always worded me out and I'm like I always and I heard a lot of stories from people you know a friend of a friend and I always kind of got you know like an icky feeling from him Mm -hmm. and I'm like I will never you know I will never really watch anything but he does because I you know for me it's hard to separate the art from the artist so totally. I'm mm-hmm. the same way too I when when I'm to LA that was like one of the first things people told me so I'm like the fact that this is 10 years of you know people knowing at least like mm-hmm. in social circles or whatever um is already like you're saying icky and then it's like I don't know I do have a hard time because I feel like and I feel like maybe is because I'm a woman or cancer moon or something but it's like because I feel triggered to remember those things and not like triggered in the trauma response way but just like I see the person's face and that's what I think of like that's what I associate it with and it's hard for me to be like okay like let me dive into this you know other world or whatever thing that you're trying to create it's just difficult for me mm-hmm. yeah when I was in high school um my art teacher she taught us all about Picasso and she was like oh you have to read this book I think life with Picasso it was written by one of his ex-lovers and after that book I was like I'm never looking at a piece of Picasso mm-hmm. or ever again because you mm-hmm. know and you know and he's such a famous artist and I get a lot of flack from people and I'm like well like you know in his art like he depicted like women the way that he treated them and you know there's there's a very big explanation if you read the book um behind that and it just made me kind of like you know just personally get like icky feelings whenever I would just you know even discuss it but you know as Mm -hmm. I said you know there's was your teacher Nanette (laughs) professor hannah gatsby um well i think there's a a difference between um acknowledging cultural relevance and going hey by the way this person (laughs) here's here's who this person was and we can't undo that picasso is one of the most famous painters to to Mm -hmm. work and we can we also can say his style was influential and all of these sorts of things 
and also in retrospect that was shitty behavior and and we've been rewarding men who've behaved like this for all of time at what point do we say hey i guess i don't think we need a new painting movement yet i think we could maybe ask people to treat people better and see what art gets made yeah so maybe art is going to be shit that is a total possibility and then we as a culture can reconcile our our values with that but why don't we maybe take a minute and go hey these people were assholes right yeah and or uplift more yeah diverse people to make like to make this art like i even just that phrase of like yeah this has been rewarded for so long is like it's a total change in how chemistry that a lot of people especially in our country are not ready to let go of in a lot of ways but i think it i think it is and that and i think that's for the betterment of like for men too like men need like i feel patriarchy sucks for everybody yes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah men need to see barbie they need to see like you know whatever well like whatever they need to see women being the center of something for once or whatever it doesn't have to be barbie but it's like if you you know if you've never seen a movie that's like passes the bechdel test like you should probably try yeah, if we took it, it outside shot. of an art context, it would be like if you never eat a uh, something that's like the color green, you probably yeah. are lacking something in your diet. And if you can't tolerate that, that's like a serious issue. Dude, you're, it's like you're a pirate <laughs> with scurvy if you haven't ate anything. Yes, that's exactly. Barbie and Kenner, Barbie and Kenner, both um, Pisces. Mm-hmm. So oh. their birth dates are Pisces. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that. This movie came out when Saturn is in Pisces. Mm-hmm. Teaching some, les- some lessons of absolutely. One yeah. something that's about go- how does this make you? How does this make you personally feel? And what do you feel capable of? And something both aspirational and also can make you feel kind of bad internally too. I think is something that we've discussed a lot about Barbie as a cultural um, mm-hmm. icon, someone who both represented the incredible potential and also. Uh, high standards that people felt like they could never live up to and all these things. And that also feels very Saturn Pisces, the kind of slipperiness and um, changeability. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even the movie, you know, like her fantasies become a reality Mm -hmm. when she goes into the real world. Yes. And how is that? How is that different and, and harsh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Well, I love any, anything else before we before we dive into our game play before we Um, play let's play the game i'm excited okay cool uh we play a little game with our guests uh you might have heard of it mary fuck kill familiar (laughs) yeah (laughs) a game as old as time um so we since we have your big three which i know we've said before but gemini sun sagittarius moon libra rising we have some celebrities who are matches so we're gonna do two rounds one with your sun and moon one with your sun and rising um it's typically hard to find a big three match especially with celebrity rising info if any are wrong i'm sorry um you know it's just it is what it is this is a comedy astrology podcast you do have one big three twin i'm just not familiar with them is a a jennifer goodwin she was in big love yes oh yeah okay jennifer goodwin she was was, i loved the bangs i was seeing cute pics but i was like i don't know your work so um anyway she played snow white and um that what she played snow white and that once upon a time Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Also was in He's Just Not That Into You. Had the great the great uh, monologue. I'm, I'm missing out on her filmography. I will be upfront mm-hmm. about that. I'm ready to dive in. I do want to watch Big Love. So that is your big mm-hmm. free twin. So congratulations. All right. Let's start with these Gemini Sun Sagittarius moons because <laughs> good Lord, were there options to pick from? But this round is called, I'll dub this the Damn They're Hot. Um, so we have, speaking of Nicole Kidman, uh, from practical magic, Naomi Campbell and Lenny Kravitz. Oh my God. Oh. I know. Mary Fuckhill. Mary Fuckhill, yeah. Nicole, Naomi, Ooh. Lenny. I know like actually maybe an impossible, probably one of the hardest rounds to historical date for us. Um, <sighs> I actually love Naomi Campbell. So I am going to have to say that I would probably fuck my Naomi Campbell. Okay. Because she's just like one of like the hottest, sexiest supermodels ever to exist. And I think everything about her is fabulous. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably marry Nicole Kidman just because, you know, Mm-hmm. she seems like she'd be a great wifey you know to come home to <laughs> yeah I'm sorry Lenny I'm sorry I guess I'm gonna have to kill you even though you're hot and sexy and amazing it was really hard <laughs> yeah and I, would I love, love this very like, this Libra rising as well it's like you are I hot and love- sexy but you have to get someone someone's got it i'd someone like has to have you. you as like my second you know lover or husband mm. too so yes I feel like um, I'm in the same sitch, mainly because I I try every time that I'm like, I feel like I should kill the man, especially what we were just talking <laughs> about. I feel yeah. like the man has to go. Um, and They'll so, understand. I'm sorry. Also, I wasn't a big fan of that giant scarf. So It's back. I want to get wrapped up no. in the giant scarf. He oh, just came out and said, it's scarf. fall. Get out your giant I scarf. I love it. I want, I want I'm in. not okay. a fan of that. I, I, oh. that's a bridge too far for this Taurus. <laughs> There's something that Lenny Kravitz can do that will make me not love him. So yeah. <laughs> it's all of them, you know, all three of them, because they're so, you know, like they just all seem like they would just be really fun and cool to hang out with, you know? Mm-hmm. No, they would. Absolutely no there's there's no in this one there is no wrong answers because all of them are marriage fuckable like mm-hmm. they are that right. to a, like a degree that is abnormal <laughs> so yeah i mean if you put naomi campbell in it it's like she, come on she's like one of like her and nicole kidman are one of the two of like the most beautiful women in the world so and have you seen naomi's jamaica house I mean, also think about the real estate that we're dealing with as well. This comes into play. Her Naomi's Jamaica house that has like water running through it and you can like go boat to boat to these other houses is like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Also, she's into astrology. I've heard her talk about astrology during her workout routines and her Instagram. So. Okay. Okay. Wow. Well, this just solidified mine and it's, (laughs) I'm a little bit shocked with my decision, but I, you know, some, again, someone has to, I would, I don't want anyone in this round to go. Um, but I am also going to fuck Naomi Campbell, um, (laughs) because I don't think that needs any further explanation, but this house thing really just put it over the edge and, (laughs) and also, and also the astrology. Um, and I want you to know that this is, I think a real estate based, um, round for me because there just has to be one reason. And I am going to marry Lenny Kravitz because Mm -hmm. he also 
does design work. I've seen one of his rooms is like one of the most beautiful rooms I've ever seen in my life. And I've been like that. I want to like live in that. And that to me is like, that's, that does it. Um, mm-hmm. Which unfortunately means I got to kill Crazy. Nicole. Yeah, but it happens. this is the thing is that Nicole is like the consummate ingenue, uh, like period piece person. And I just think she would like, she would be so beautiful. Die gracefully. Yes, sure. it would be yeah. her last, the role, her last the role of a lifetime. The role of a lifetime. She, and she to would. be like this, the scene that we would put play out together, I think would be really beautiful. And you push um, her down the big little eyes stairs. Yes. I mean, so, yes, that's exactly. a little more modern, but hey, what, whatever, it is, whatever it is, it's like, yeah, this is this is the role Nicole was born to play. Mm-hmm. Um, And right. I want to I want to give her that chance. I think I'm going to marry Naomi. She just seems fun as well. Like her interviews. I need the drama. I want to hang out with Kate Moss, like the world. I'm just I'm in stunning, funny. I mean, the, all these are Gemini, so you're going to have a good time. I, I I know it's not an option, but I would like to then mutually fuck Nicole and Lenny. That's not an option. Yeah. I think I'm going to kill Nicole as well. She's done great work. I think I would fuck Lenny. I just started doing Fly Away as my karaoke song, so it just feels like divine timing. And we saw his his pants. Yeah. I just know what's going on, so that's that's always great. Um, thank you to all these three celebrities. Real tough round there. It's a hot round. So yeah. Wow. Some other sun moons, uh, Gemini sun, Sag moon celebs. We also had Tom Holland, Scott Disick, Liam Neeson, Iggy Azalea, Judy Garland, Lauren Hill, Zoe Saldana, Joan Rivers, Neil Patrick Harris, Bill Burr, Zachary Quinto, Barry Manilow, Melissa Etheridge, Will Forte, Danny Elfman, Lerman Cox, Sandra Bernhard, and I hate to mention him, but pop culture, Donald Trump, which also weirdly you had Boris Johnson as your sun rising uh, match as well. So anyway, it just felt sometimes the astrology, you just got to throw in some of the baddies to it's just interesting. Okay. If that wasn't enough people, now let's move to the Gemini sun, Libra risings. Of course we have less with risings because we don't always get people's celebrity, especially celebrities birth times this round. Let's just call it random. Um, so let's start with JFK. Uh, okay. Okay. Anderson, what, a, what a place to start. Anderson, Coop, Anderson Cooper okay. and Paul Abdul. So these are some Gemini sun Libra risings. Wow. Okay. Hello. So I mean, <laughs> I'm going to have to say that JFK, he was a ladies man, but I saw the play, the Jackie O play years mm-hmm. ago. And apparently he gave her an STD, which is why she had all of those miscarriages. Oh my so god. So I'm gonna have to say bye by JFK, unfortunately. Dick dick too dirty. Exactly. I'm okay. not okay. This, this is Burger this is Sillium, good to know. My burger Cillium isn't here for that. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I, I can't handle all that drama. Yeah. Um, you know, where's the Purell when you need it type of thing. Um, <laughs> Um, I would have to say Paula Abdul. Who was the other one? Uh, Anderson Anderson Cooper. Cooper. Well, I think I think I'd marry Anderson Cooper. You know, he looks like a really steady fellow. You know, Paula (laughs) Abdul. You know, she's a choreographer. She probably knows all the right moves. So yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, why not? Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Also, just love then, killing JFK, not because he's dead, but because the dick is too dirty. Yeah, it's yeah. Just hilarious. That's <laughs> no. just ge- the Gemini-ness is LOL for me there. <laughs> I'm also going to kill him. I feel like <laughs> mainly because he, I don't feel like I could marry a politician. And also his yeah. nickname is my dad's name. So I don't feel like I could actually have sex with him either. By so the way, he, he has the same birth date as me. Oh, oh really? Right. Yeah, sorry. I just remember. And, oh. and he's still not getting in. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still killing him regardless. Um, but yeah, I do feel like I still have to. Yeah, he's gotta go, unfortunately. Yeah. Um yeah. and I might, I think I might marry Paula Abdul. I feel like because I've seen her on TikTok um doing some dance challenges. And obviously, like, she can learn an eight count like no one. But I also feel like she just being down to do that is so kind of cool. And I feel like she would, she has, like, a young at heart vibe. So I think mm. I'm going to marry her. And then fuck Silly. Anderson. Um, yeah, I'm going to fuck Anderson Cooper, even though I don't think he would want to have sex with me. So sorry. <laughs> Yeah. But um, you know, uh in this universe it's consensual. A one night, yeah, and a one mm-hmm. night fling of just like in New York, you know, I feel like Andy Cohen watches. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. I was like, this I feel like Anderson Cooper has fun like sex party energy. I'm yes. sure. I'm- so I'm like, he's down. Da- I feel like he's down. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He feels like, can you imagine, like, and I think I mentioned Melissa Etheridge too earlier. Can you imagine going on like a cover, like Anderson Cooper's my sperm donor? Like, th- oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. That yeah. He has amazing. that, like, I yeah. can just, anyways. Yeah. Don't know where that Agre- came. Don't know Agreed. why. But it's, it's the here. Aquarius fifth house. He's a Libra rising. <laughs> it's the Aquarius fifth house. It's a, come on. It's, it, yeah, uh, it's a little more uh, unconventional. There is an yeah. unconventionality to Libra rising love okay again it's it's everything's everything is the same but opposite yeah you know so you know um i do you have your answer stevie yeah i think i'll kill jfk um you know that's easy. Yeah. Um, it's done. The deed is done. After all the information revealed. The- <laughs> and also, like, I know he was like the hot president. I, for me, not as much. There's some, you know, the block, the big head. I don't know. Not Let's for me. Let's be honest and say Barack Obama's the hot president. Oh, yeah. I was for sure. That's too. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. only been a some very small amount Ew, of hot yeah. presidents. I think it's them. And maybe some people say Bill depending oh, on your daddy five. issues or not. Um, so that just outed myself. Anyways, I would <laughs> say Bill. But, some uh, people some on people this podcast it. might agree and say Dude, no. William Henry Harrison. Uh, like, I mean, the ninth president. So hot. Um, when, like, our parents were like, Bill Clinton, he's so with it. And like, so right. hip. He's and- so hip. And we were like, you know, and now we're just like, um, more criminal, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> that's everybody. That's everyone. The sax. Yeah. He <laughs> smokes weed why. and plays the sax and he clearly fucks. Um, so maybe that is, and he actually and doesn't Leo. smoke weed. He never inhaled. <laughs> yeah. well, we've, and we've talked about this and I think it's just yeah. too wild. Him and Monica share the same big three. Isn't that like, you the... know what? I've seen Monica, so I can't. 
Of course. Yeah. Till yeah. the day loyal to the of soil. Course. Monica. Of course. It's always Monica. But yeah. I will fuck Anderson Cooper. I'm seeing this sex party. I think he, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm seeing this weird fantasy of accidentally getting pregnant <laughs> with this child. I don't know where this is coming from, but it, it's happening and it's here. And I would Paula. I don't know. She's yeah. Silly. Yeah, I think you can hold her own against Simon. You know, we've seen her on American Night. We got we got a revived taste of her. Love her 80s energy. I don't know. She seems silly as shit. Yeah, I think I agree. I think that's I think that I mean, obviously, killing JFK, um, this new dick information. Also, I just don't believe I don't believe the dick was good either. That's the thing where it's like there's no way <laughs> there's no way he was like a good a good leg that good repressed dick i don't think yeah no way you're you're for sure whatever we don't need to get into it now jfk jr we can talk jr can can get it that was not on that was not on come on go on uh yeah so jfk's gotta go um i don't care who who does it (laughs) the conspiracy theories um and jfk's got a taurus mars that's all i have to say okay um bye jfk thank you for your service um and i also yeah i think i'm also gonna fuck anderson um although i do think that vanderbilt you know again oh right i forgot i would like to get in on that vanderbilt money but i do think that also i'm like i do like this like surrogate thing i think that he would be generous in this way you i think he would like you're getting invited to this stuff i want i don't want forever friend yeah yeah, exactly Mm -hmm. i'm like i feel like he's nice to you afterwards and stuff so you're you're going to the hamptons for the fourth that i want more access to that than like the pressure of of being part of an american dynasty no i don't think you did i think we're i think we're right because it's like no you don't want you don't want to have to like well we'll fucking stay friends is what you're saying exactly i want the parties i want the access i don't want any of the pressure and the you know whatever um and then yeah i'm gonna marry i'm gonna marry paula um and our and we're gonna have a a thruple with the scat scat cat from the (laughs) opposite to track video so so moated so moated b oh my god what about what if what about the scat cat i mean that cat i What's his sign? That was big really three? cool. What's his big three? Yeah, oh I'm like, he's 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 around. He's he's coming to the house. You Sound know? off in the comments if you know the cats <laughs> from Opposites Attracts uh, sign. Yeah. Uh, some other Sun Rising's gem and Libra were Kendrick Lamar, Ice Cube, Kate Upton, Leah Remini, Venus Williams, Jewel, Anne Heche, and as I mentioned before, Boris Johnson. Um, so fun and sorry this is a random last thought that just came into my brain that just feels relevant to everything thinking of like this woman's perspective shift of story as well as like we're getting the priscilla movie right mm-hmm. after all the elvis but i'm sorry i just had to like throw that that just came to mind as we were all talking maybe it's because like the jfk legacy man situation it's like and then you mentioned jackie o's story i was like mm-hmm. anyways what a what a game what an episode Lisa Stardust. Lisa, thank you so much. Where um tell tell people where they can find you if they're not already following you. Again, I feel like you are such a stalwart in the in the community that people, if they have not encountered your work yet, what are you doing? Um, follow, Mm -hmm. follow Lisa. (laughs) Yeah. What do you got? What's going on? What's the plug? Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Um, 
and it's so funny because I do play that game with my friends too, but we don't do it astrologically. So, you know, that's the new drinking game. I know. I'm like, yeah, something, it's working something in. to consider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so much fun talking with everyone. And for those who want to find me, I'm on Instagram at Lisa Stardust Astro. LisaStardust.com is my website. And I'm on Twitter at Lisa Stardust underscore and i'm on threads at least stardust astro oh hell, hell yeah you can find All me right. on tiktok at least stardust i guess i'm everywhere i never really yes. when you have to say it all in one breath you're like wow like that's a lot of social media mm-hmm. so and threads but shout I'm, out to the threads that's a new yeah. realm yeah. Um, i'm praying they it looks more like twitter as time goes on so we will we'll get you mean there. x x, x. Bro, it was X. so oh. funny when that happened. I was like, "What is X?" And I like it took <laughs> me like I was like opening the app, and I'm like, "This looks like Twitter, but it's not." It took me like a good minute to figure that out. <laughs> I'm this. I'm the psycho, still very dependent on Twitter, where I changed the app shortcut on my phone to still look like Twitter. The design of X is not present on my phone. Yeah, for the real freaks. Uh- <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you, um, yes. Lisa, so much for joining us today. This was awesome, an absolute Ed. dream come true. Um, thank you guys for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast, on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod, and TikTok at What's Your Sign Podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Logan, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.